Well, either Joe's beating his kid to death or his kid's throwing toys. It's about 50-50. Yeah, well, you don't want to be the um, witness to that. Nope, I'm going to stay right down here. Yeah. I just heard a lot of noise, officer. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, I was, I was downstairs getting drunk and smoking weed. That's yeah. mind my own damn business. I mean, I guess on the upside, you could say for at least one hour a week, we have an alibi. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready to start this? Sure. Make sure I got everything going here. All righty. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Woods Cast. I am Justin Woods, and is with me per the usual is my younger Snowden brother. Did you get? Did you get? Uh, no, we got like five inches last night. Oh, okay. That's, that's which isn't good. bad. But then we're supposed to get throughout the day tomorrow another four, and then like another six overnight Tuesday night. Yeah. So my so younger we'll brother Shay lives in uh, uh, outside of Denver, Longmont, and um, I am. Uh, coming to you live from chicago land where we have got no snow and i'm probably gonna have to cut the motherfucking grass next weekend so damn it at least it'll be the last one at least it'll be the last one and i guess i'll talk while shay exhales yes you will <laughs> we have a system um so uh we are recording this one on uh the woods cast on what the hell is today monday october 28th um a little late in the evening uh it's dark as hell here. I'm still not used to this, this uh, change in time shit. Um, but we have... Uh, this is a podcast where I troll the news and pick out anything that looks funny or annoying to me. And then I uh, toss it up to Shay and he tells me whether it sucks or not and who sucks mm-hmm. and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we usually go off into some tangent about something random. And uh, But I already have a tangent for you, Shay, before we get going. I have a question for you. Did you, did you know... That in the Friday the Thirteenth series, that uh, Jason Voorhees isn't always the killer. Yeah. Okay. Now, wh- which which movie are you thinking about? Uh, I mean, in the first one, it's his mom. Okay. Very clearly, uh, that's that's the go-to. That's but the I don't go-to. remember. And then there's like, there's one movie where like there's a guy. I forget. It's like there's a guy that eats his heart because okay. of reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You are leapfrogging over something that yeah. I found out was fascinating this week. So when you said yeah. it first, the first, the one you said at first, the fact that in Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, it was in fact not Jason. It's Jason's mom. Yeah. And she gets her head head cut off. Now that the 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 character of Jason Voorhees, hockey mask slasher icon, is so ubiquitous with the Friday the Friday the Thirteenth series. That like that question has been in a million pub trivia's, and yeah. I guarantee you, there's a twenty five percent of the people get it wrong because even as they're saying, "Oh, Jason Voorhees," in their brain they know the first one was the mom because they just saw the movie. Like it's just yeah. it's such a reflex. But I was listening to a podcast the other day, and that uh, that one I sent you, "How did this get made?" Where they take like random ass uh, movies and yeah. just pick them apart and be like, "How the fuck did this get from like?" Who let this? Who greenlit this shit, right? Yeah. And it uh, it's a fun little podcast. It's got two of the guys from the the league on it. Um, but uh, it ha- it's actually hurts me a lot of times because they'll do movies I really like. I'm like, oh, like, that's yeah. not a bad movie. Um, but they did uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, shit, which one? Uh, I just lost my place. Uh, I'm Jason... gonna throw out here a movie can still be bad just because you like it doesn't mean it's not oh, bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a lot of bad movies. Completely. Uh. Friday 13th, part seven, Jason Lives. Now, the reason I listened to this podcast because I thought they were talking about... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, six, Jason Lives. Um, 
I thought they were talking about number seven, which was like my favorite. But it turns out like they were talking about how like Jason isn't the killer in all of them. It's like bullshit. I thought I had watched all these, but uh, so I had to deal, dig down on this because I was fascinated. So you're right. Mrs. Voorhees was the first one. Friday the 13th Part 2, grown man who apparently grew up in the woods. He survived drowning as a kid, right? Because that, that's the whole thing. He, yep. drowned, he drowned while everybody was getting their fuck on. And the mom killed all the counselors as revenge. And then there's that great, like, jump scare at the end where the kid comes out of the lake. Friday the 13th yep. Part 2, grown man, grew up in the woods. No fucking explanation about that, just reasons. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, still Jason, a grown man. He's still just a man. Uh, it's where he gets a hockey mask, part three. Then you've got Friday 13th, um, the final chapter. Um, the, the, the numbering gets a little bit wonky here, but I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, you got the final chapter. So, uh, grown man. He's killed by a kid named Tommy, who was played by Jay, uh, Corey Feldman at the time. Eh, yeah. And he, like, shaved his head. Okay, so that's all kinds of fucked up. So this introduces this character, Tommy. And it's at this point that in they were going to go forward in the series and have a new person be Jason every time. Like, have a new person go crazy and put on the hockey mask and murder a bunch of people, then get murdered. Because in Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, it's some random fucking dude named Ray Burns. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right, so they kill him, and that the ending of that movie apparently pissed everybody off so much, that's when they started, like, reanimating him every time. Because then you got Jason, part six, um, the... Uh, uh, that Tommy kid is going to dig him up and burn him and like totally send him to hell or something, but he gets struck by lightning, comes back, kills everybody. Um, you've got uh, Friday the 13th Part 7, which is my favorite. That's the one where they just introduce a girl with telekinesis for no fucking reason. Uh, do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. She, she somehow resurrects her, the ghost of her dad to, to drag Jason down to the to the bottom of Crystal Lake. Um, yeah. that, that one was also the one with that really great sleeping bag kill where they pick up the sleeping bag and he just beats it against the tree like a Incorrect. Burrito. That is uh, Jason X, Jason Space. Uh-uh. No, that wasn't that one. And they did that. They did it again in Jason X. Well, yeah, but in that one, they, they, he kills him in that one. And then yeah. later on, the, the, the good one is Jason X where they just keep giggling while he beats him against the side of a tree. Yeah, but it's a simulation. Yeah, that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then then you got Jason takes Manhattan. So like after part six, uh, yeah, after part six, he's this reanimated demon, and you get in all the gooey, the dumb shit like Jason takes Manhattan, where apparently they sail a houseboat out of the lake at, to New York. Don't know how that happened. Something uh, like that, yeah. yeah something dumb. Uh, then you got Jason goes to hell, where we find out that he's basically a deadite, and he can only be killed by a magic dagger, and it has to be a fan, a blood relative. Um, so they find like his half cousin or some di- some dumb shit move. Um, then you've got my personal favorite, uh, Freddy. Okay. Well, at the end of the Jason goes to hell, you've got the Freddy glove takes the, the mask down to hell. Yeah. Then we get Jason X, which we're talking about. You got cyborg space, Jason. Um, then we got Freddy versus Jason, which was a classic, which it wasn't was, good, but it was a classic. Oh, it was insane. Yeah, uh, that was, that's a fun one. The premise of that was Freddy wakes Jason up. Wait a minute. Let me get this right. Cause I don't want to fuck up a, a, you know, the, the writing that went into this movie. Uh, Freddy impersonates Jason's mom to wake him up so he can go so Jason will go to Springwood and kill people scaring enough people thinking Freddy's back so he can have his scare powers to kill more kids there you go and uh last one was Friday 13th 2019 or 2009 I'm sorry they uh, just kind of retold the story but in that but that one he's a he's a dude too 
Well, I was like floored, and they're like, "No, there was one where it's just some random guy." There's another like, no. one. They're they're doing a reboot. It's supposed to start. It's supposed to come out, or I don't know if it's filming next year or comes out next year. But it's the anniversary. It's the something anniversary of it. So there's another one that's going to come out around the time of the anniversary. Oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, I, like I was just floored that this was a thing. So I like read through all their synopses and everything. And uh, I mean, if you look at the re- returns, like the entire movie is made for like between two and five million dollars, and they usually do twenty five to thirty. You know. Yeah, no, they make money. That's why they, they keep cranking money. them out. Yeah. I don't know. I figured since it's October, it's spooky time. I want to see, uh, I need to see the, the Halloween that was the newest one that was a direct sequel to the first one and ignored Ooh, all the other ones. That the was one so that good. With Jamie. I heard it was really good, and I really like those Halloween, even the shitty ones. I, I like all those crappy 80s and 90s slasher oh, yeah. it, it can't be worse than Halloween H2O. That shit was fucking ridiculous, but yeah. No, I'm into it. No, that was that was really good because it's a direct sequel to the first Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis replays, uh, reprises her role, and she takes on this persona of like a prepper. Like instead yeah. of instead of the doctor being the guy that was, excuse me, the doctor being the guy that was like we got to watch him forever. He's yeah, some deep well of evil. Like she just knew he would come back sometime, and so she's got fucking guns stashed everywhere and. You know, she's ready to like. She's ready for him to get let out so she can gun him the fuck down. It was fun. It was good. It was good shit. All right. Um. Okay, let's do the weekly numbers before we get going on here. Uh, alcohol inventory. We need to let the listeners know how we started it. How we started this. I'm on my third uh, beer. I just I've got my white Russian. I came straight. I haven't had this. Haven't had a chance to start drinking yet today. I. Uh, I did you the favor, and I didn't go to the bar after work today, so I just I came home. All right. I had to get some, had to get some food too, so I went to the grocery store. There you go. All right, we are in the uh, 1,011th day of the Trump administration. That's why we drink. It's been 503 days since Donald Trump solved the North Korea situation. Nobody has ridden any horses on mystical land that I know of yet. Uh, and it's been about one day since Donald Trump called Osama bin Laden handsome on live TV. So that was yeah, a thing. That was weird. Uh, and it's been a long time since uh, George R. R. Martin has written fucking anything. So <clears throat> it's work, you fat bastard. Um, Shane, did you know this is the thirtieth one of these we've done? Sure, I keep track of that. You wouldn't know that. I'm the one that puts the numbers on them. I know you are. That's yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we've done. You know, this is the thirty-one. Uh, we promise we will keep it just as professional as we have now. Thirty um, thirty. Yep. While I uh, while I talk shade drinks and vice versa, and um, we promise to be a little bit accurate on all the things we say, but not totally. Yeah. We're not. We're not gonna get all this right. No. So, uh, first thing I guess we have to talk about is Donald Trump, as a member of the special forces special forces unit, killed uh, Al Baghdadi this weekend and he's very impressed with himself did you watch this did you watch any of this fucking presser I don't watch anything he says I don't do that I just read transcripts I got up I got up yesterday so what happened is, is we found out where Al, uh, Al Baghdadi is he's a I guess quintessential head of ISIS we found out where he was somewhere in Pakistan and uh, they went and they killed him Kind of like we did with uh, Osama bin Laden. You know, you find a terrorist leader, you kill him. It's great. So, like, okay, that's great. But then Donald Trump went on TV yesterday, and I was getting ready to leave the house, and I had to sit and watch the whole thing because it was unreal. 
It was absolutely unreal. He went from, t- he, he made the announcement, and then he got like really into the details of how this guy died and how awesome our soldiers are. Because he knows like that's what his, his followers want to hear about. Like there was no gravitas to this. Like he went into graphic detail about how uh, this guy died, which, okay, fuck that guy. We don't, you know, he didn't need to be on the planet. Um, apparently gave specifics out that he wasn't supposed to give out. Things that were classified and, and uh, CIA didn't want anybody to know. Like, the specific path they took there and back. But he was saying dumb shit like, we flew really fast and really low. Like, really? Did you? And, uh, said the kill, kill was bigger than Bin Laden. Uh, he did tell Russia before he told House uh, Democratic leaders. They, they were kind of miffed about that. Well, I think I thought it was weird. I was reading about it. It was just how he was super into, uh, I mean, his whole, he was, you know, doing the whole dick measuring thing where he was talking about, like, well, yeah, Obama did this, but I did this, and it was way cooler. It was really weird. Oh, yeah. Like, but, I mean, I don't ever expect him to act presidential, so it's not really a surprise. I was, like, I was pretty taken aback. Like, he called Osama bin Laden handsome twice on live fucking TV. And I was, in, and funny thing was, is uh, our buddy Corey, like, I texted him, I was like, are you watching this? And he's like, I've been watching the whole time. And when that happened, we both sent each other a text at the same time. I was like, did he just call Bin Laden handsome? That's, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, you know how much he likes those kind of people. That's like, you know, he was, he probably was Ugh. bummed when Bin Laden got killed. Because he's like, man, I bet he was a great dude. He said, he said that he wrote a book in 2000 that called, um, that's where he started talking about how handsome Bin Laden was. He said he wrote a book that called, called 9-11 for it happened. He said, if they just listen to me, everything would have been fine. Everything would have been a lot better, but nobody, I never get credit for that. I would love to read the book that, uh, Donald Trump actually writes. Well, I mean, you saw that letter he sent to, uh, the president of Turkey. So that's about what his book would be like. Just a rambling sentence. So amazingly close to like a tweet that was pretty funny. Um, so that was fun. Uh, at least I have some classified information. Now there, here's some. You know, we love talking about conspiracy theories. There's a new conspiracy theory, ugh, conspiracy theory, that Donald Trump uh, was not there for the raid. He was not in the Situation Room, and they took that photo later. I, I want to believe that, but that's so funny. I don't really care, but that that's right, fun. Right. Well, I mean, like, okay. Well, first of all, uh, of course Donald Trump is going to act like he was in. Um, you know, he was in the Situation Room. He planned out every step of the raid. Instead of them just handing him an order like, hey, yes, no. Yeah. Right? And he said yes. And so they went and did this. That's fine. I mean, I mean, I mean, not every president has to be like so into the nuts and bolts of it. But Donald Trump wants you to think that he was standing in some dark room with screens everywhere and like one of those underlit tables and like there's maps and schematics and grids, uh, you know, and he's sitting there with a headset on and he's pointing stuff and, and you know, I don't know, doing some weird bullshit 3D hacker stuff on a computer that's not real that like calls in drone strikes. So that's what he wants you to think. We all know that's not true. But, um, cause when he said like, they asked, they asked him who was in the, um, situation room with him. He had no fucking clue. Like he named two people. He said, uh, Mike was there and he named like two other people. And he says, and then all my generals, which means, and there's like, there were two generals in the frame of the picture they took. And he, okay. So he doesn't know their names at all. Like that's just, you could just call him general one, general two. But everyone was saying that, you know, the metadata for the picture said that he wasn't there when, you know, it was taken after the raid and it was very um, framed. So the Donald Trump's looking right in the camera and looked very authoritarian. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to believe that's true, but I'm not going to put any effort into making it true or even like looking into it. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd, I'd believe that. 
but uh, that's uh, if only because that's a it's a decent picture. Like he always, whenever you catch him candid, he always looks fucking terrible. So, well, the, the generals that he doesn't know their name, they look pissed. They look bored. Yeah, they're like, they're, yeah. I want to go home. Yeah, um, we already did this. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I, I read another article. I just kind of skimmed it just before we sat down to record this. There's a who did this. Uh, Business Insider did a direct comparison between the two pictures, and not really like if it's fake or, or real, but about like what the focus was. Because when, when you know the the famous uh, Osama bin Laden picture with um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, like you could tell that they were looking at the screens. They're not looking at the camera. Um, nobody's wearing a jacket. There's coffee cups everywhere. Like Hillary Clinton's visually shocked by whatever the hell's happening on the screens, you know. And, like, Barack Obama's not sitting at the head of the table. He's, like, over in a corner just watching the screen. Like, you know, um, you can tell that it was just a candid shot of them in the moment. And so they compare that to the fact that this was such a staged photograph that that lends itself to the idea that, you know, it was such a good photograph. I'm going to put it that way. Like, you know, it's very rare to catch a candid picture of yourself looking that awesome. Yep. Yeah, it looks very presidential, so it's got to be staged. Yeah. Although whoever framed it, really needed to put the seal directly over his head. That's the first thing I fucking noticed. It's like a little uh, off. To... Yeah. Yeah, it's I a little like, off. Oh, come on, God damn it. Yeah. That's a, fucking yeah, OCD's dying over here. If you're going to fake a picture, fake it right, for fuck's sake. Be like one of those guys that uh, spends all weekend setting up their uh, you know YouTube camera so they look cool when they're telling everybody about how the Jews really didn't die. Yep. I, uh... I like the idea of them being like, all right, so you need to stand a little off center. It's going to look fake. So make sure it's... <laughs> Putting that we don't want to be too perfect. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to be too perfect. That's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, the other day, speaking of like the uh, Holocaust didn't happen, you remember our buddy uh, Sticks Hexenhammer? Yes. Uh, who, who pronounces um, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, yes. I was trying to test out the software to make sure we, you know it was working the way I wanted it to. And so I just like boot up a YouTube video and play some sound so I can record it like your audio comes to me. And just I just clicked a random fucking video of his and it was how uh, the Jews didn't die in the Holocaust. And it was really it's an overblown. It's uh, overblown because the people don't understand the difference between gassing and delousing. Okay. Yeah. So his whole thrust of the argument was that like the gas that they used to apparently quote unquote kill them is a delousing agent, and we used it up until the '60s. And there was a pool at Auschwitz. I'm like, wait a minute, oh, is this motherfucker trying to tell me that the the Jews that were enslaved at Auschwitz had a pool? Yeah. That they could just take a little dip whenever they got hot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. That sounds <laughs> legit. What's weird about that? I was floored. I'm over here just trying to like I'm fiddling with buttons, trying to make sure the audio's recording, and I'm not not really listening to what what he's saying until he was like, "Oh yeah, they you know they they just got the last." I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" God, that, I hate that guy. Um. Okay. So after Donald Trump's really great, I mean, it, it was a win for Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, it's a win for Donald Trump. He got to, he got to do the presser. Got to say he killed a terrorist leader. Um, people stopped talking about how that uh, William. I think it's Taylor's his name. Uh, yes. Basically, basically said there definitely was a quid pro quo. We spent months working on the quid pro quo. We did a quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted to take away from that. So that was a good win for them. Then Donald Trump goes to the Nationals game last night. 
and gets the ever-living shit boot out of him. That now, was hysterical. Right. Now, as Shay says, uh, he apparently doesn't hear the uh, audio, and I can I can put that in later, but it's probably better if you if you Google it at home, because there are mul- cause we live in, what, it's 2019, everybody's recording fucking everything nowadays, so there are about a million people recording on their phones as Donald Trump entered the... Uh, the uh, game five of the World Series, which is uh, Astros versus Nationals. Uh, Nationals lost. I don't remember the score, but um, if anybody cares, Astros are leading three two in the series. But um, so they Donald Trump comes in. He's there. Whatever. Um, somebody else made a point. Did you see that Matt Gates was with him? And we'll talk about that motherfucker later. No. But somebody made the point is like, there's nothing like going to a baseball game with your dad, especially the World Series. You have a 13 year old son, and you brought Matt Gates. <laughs> I was like, that's a good fucking point. Yeah. So anyway, they put, they had a bunch of um, veterans that were there uh, up on the Jumbotron and everybody's cheering their asses off. Then it cuts to Trump sitting in the president, in the owner's box or whatever. And it immediately goes to booze. Just a cavalcade of booze. And Donald Trump is waving like a jackass until it sinks in that these people are booing his ass. And then he makes the poutiest pouty face and sits there. I do love That's my favorite part of that video is just where he goes, huh? Aww. Aww. It really remi- it reminds me of the, the Simpsons where Nelson looks in the mirror and goes, ha ha. And then he realizes he's laughing himself and he's like, oh, that hurt. No wonder no one came to my birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> you look so sad. Yeah. yeah. And so he sat there, and um, there's a bunch of stories that were like, then he left early. He left at the top of the eighth inning. He's the president of the United States. He gets to go, come and go when he wants. It wasn't like he was booed out of the stadium. I mean, like, no. that's that's not what happened. But then they started a chance of uh, lock him up. which That's fun. That's fun, but also there are so many tight asses on the uh, morning shows that are like, that's un-American. We have due process. I'm to fuck that. He said he said lock her up for two years, so Yeah. Yeah, lock him up. Lock his ass up. That it was yeah, it was just really funny to see Because uh, a lot of times when you see footage of him it's in a curated environment, it's you know, it's somewhere it's like a rally that he's having or an event that he's, you know, a conservative event of some kind it's not usually a big group of a random cross-section of people so uh it was real fun to see that happen i it was i just i love watching his face transition it brings me so much joy you can you can watch the minute he he you know because he's just waving he can probably hear just noises like you know because in a stadium like that there's a delay there's echoes there's reverb and shit but you can tell, you can see the point at which he, when he listens closely enough to hear that it's not cheering, it's booing, and his face, his his whole demeanor drops. Um, other fun fact, Shay, when Fox News played that, they edited out the boos. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I played it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, whatever, whatever gibbering uh, dipshit is talking over the clip is like. President Trump visited Game Five of the World Series. Um, the reaction to his visit was mixed, but he had a great time. Like. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the edited one. I've just seen the headline. I've got it bookmarked to watch because I'm sure it's funny. Oh, it's 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 good stuff. It's good stuff. And this is like this kind of like okay, like what you said is very true. Um, this was a bigger cross section of Americans than he's ever in front of on purpose. Um, his rallies, I have to assume, are like ninety nine point nine five percent supporters because there are five people in there that get bounced at some point for holding up a sign, right? Like yep. some protester. But like okay, so that's five out of 
20,000 people, depending on the stadium size, whatever. I mean, he always lies about that. That's that's my that's my second favorite thing about a Trump rally is the article the next day that quotes the actual capacity of it. Like, Trump's up there. It's like, there are 75,000 people in this place. Nobody's ever sold it out. And then it's like, the Des Moines Register says that only 8,500 people can fit in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? Numbers are a thing. Well, I mean, they're really stacking people, like literally one on top of the So, like he's yeah, like you said, he's never in front of anybody that's just like random people. And yes, this is DC. Uh, I think a lot of people called it the swamp, but I don't think the swamp, quote unquote, like the lobbyists and the fucking politicians and the uh, you know career people were. I mean, these were like if, if they were in the government, they were you know just regular public servants. So, okay. Maybe they lean a little bit more democratic, but it looked really bad. And a lot of people have tried to tell me that like Trump isn't as unpopular as he is. Like you've even been on my facey spaces and my 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 books where people are like, "Well, I don't think he's that unpopular. I don't think he's you know more than fifty percent unpopular." And I can immediately show you, I don't know, thirty polls that say he's underwater. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's never been he's never been over fifty percent approval, has he? No, there was one Rasmussen poll. Uh, a, like a month ago, and he kept tweeting that motherfucker out for a week and a half because it had him at fifty percent approval. Well, yeah, that's because Rasmussen's only asking the Republican members of Congress, you yeah. know, or whatever. It's a- yeah, I mean, Rasmussen is 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 verifiably uh, leaning to the right, and everybody knows that. And I mean, it would be like a. You know, like, Donald Trump has 75% approvals. Like, all right, cool, where'd you conduct this poll? Oh, CPAC. Oh, okay, good one. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, cool, great. Uh, okay. We just asked his two dumbest sons. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that'd be like the same thing if someone came back, came to me and was like, all right, we show that Donald Trump has a 90% disapproval rate. I'm immediately going to ask, who did you talk to? Uh, Democrats? Well, okay, cool. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always that's what I always love is people like, dude, support for impeachment impeachment's at like eighty percent. I'm like, among Democrats. Well, like, come yeah. on now, let's let's be specific here, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Uh um Alex Jones' big thing is to say that um all the polls are like take any poll and then give Trump fifteen to twenty points, and that's the real poll. Those are the oh. real numbers. Oh, okay. Because Donald Trump has internal polling that's way better. Yeah, of course. Like, Again. Sure. He's only asking the people in the room with him. What do you think yeah. of me? You're great. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're the best. Yeah. You know, I always like to say, like, uh, when I tell people, like, uh, I'm very handsome, they say, oh, yeah, who said that? It's like my grandmother. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Granny said I'm handsome. So I'm handsome. Shut up. Uh, okay. So that happened. Oh, I mean, like, okay. So current polling right now, uh, he's underwater gallop, negative 18, 538, negative 13.9. Real clear politics. And this is the conservative one, negative 13. Like, what the fuck? People have you, do you have any conservative? Huh? People love him. Well, certain people love him. There's 35% of Americans that, uh, that will never believe that he's done anything wrong. Yeah. Um, it wasn't your buddy. I would have queued this up and maybe sent you the link. Um, I try to pay attention to what your buddy Lou Dobbs does just mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, but he says so much dumb shit. We don't have enough podcasts. To, like we'd have to do one every every two days to cover all of the racist and dumb shit that he says. But Mark Levin, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's uh, another. I know. I know the name. 
He he has a show. He has a Fox News show on the weekends, and he goes on Sean Hannity's show like every third hour, because like he's one of these old school dipshits. It's like the Constitution, sir. The the good tradition of Republicans and the Constitution. Like he's always fucking rattling on about that shit. But he he's a lawyer, and he's not a very good one. Um, but he says, and this is a direct quote: "There has not been a single hint of any scandal in the Trump administration." Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that sounds about like a, what you know, one of his toadies. I mean that you know, but he that if he's going on Sean Hannity, I mean that's he's you know, he's not even trying to not be biased, he's just fucking getting his paycheck. He's trying to sell books. Yeah, ex- exactly. He's trying to sell a fucking book. <laughs> it's one of these people that does an interview with a book tied around his neck, We're like, Hey uh, <laughs> It's interesting you asked that question, Sean. Uh, I wrote a book about it. Yeah, you know, if, right you, if you if you read my book, yeah. yeah. Um it's always uh, a fun when you'll read about uh, how I, th- I think this happened with Bill O'Reilly, one of his books. Like his book was a bestseller for a couple of weeks, and then some intern on it that was working at Fox went to a floor that she didn't normally go to and found like just a whole empty floor full of his books. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's just like they released it, and then the network buys a whole bunch of them, and then it keeps it on the bestseller list. Which then means you've got a, a best-selling author as a talk show host, which means you get more money for ad revenue. So it's this whole big cycle. So anytime someone's pitching a book on on the on the on the telly, you should be suspicious. Well, and also, yeah, that, no, no, Shay, you're exactly right. That's a that's a documented thing, and it's even more prolific on the. Um, now I hate to say this, but the less established places. I mean, yeah. Fox News might be complete horseshit, or is. Uh, what John Stewart always called bullshit mountain, yeah. uh, but uh, I mean they're they're established at least. But the 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 new stars like um, oh fuck uh, Ben Shapiro that little one point five speed garden gnome, he uh his uh his is the Daily Wire, Tucker Carlson's is the Daily Caller. These are websites that just make up some of the most random ass articles and send them out, and it's like, was Barack Obama? Worse than Satan? Question mark. Like that's just an article <laughs> they throw out. You know what I, mean? I mean, they'll just throw shit out there like that, and um, they're actually a really bad pipeline for like really darker stuff, like fucking um, Stormfront, and yeah, like they wash a lot of stuff that should not come up from the bad parts of the internet. But I digress. Uh, they are really bad about their billion dollar support system, like the these like the. The Koch brothers, or I guess Koch brother, the other one kicked the bucket. But Koch brothers are just a kind of a euphemistic term for this shit. But there's Foster Freeze. There's a bunch of other guys out there that, that do this stuff. They got billions. Usually made it in the, um, um, well, Adelson. What's that guy's name? Adelson. I forget his first name. He was a casino guy. Most of them, most of them make their money in, in like oil and natural gas, and then they just fund these people, and. Uh, Ben Shapiro's whole setup was paid for by like this one guy. It's not Foster Freeze; it was the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. But like they just throw you know millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to these people, and then when Ben Shapiro writes a book, these fuckers, like you said, buy thousands of copies of it, and it just sits in a warehouse somewhere. I mean, my understanding is I don't. I'm not sure how those lists work, but even if it just doesn't sell a huge quantity, but it sells real quickly, it, it means something too. Like it's a whole big thing. And even now, with pre-orders and ebooks, like you could have pre-orders shoot up on Amazon, and they use that as a moniker. And um, but no, like they, they do this. I mean, you got to think about it. Like like what you said, you can sell better ad revenue if you've got a 
best-selling author on your on your network. Blah blah blah. And those books, if you buy them in bulk, they got to be fucking cheaper than, you know, what you're getting back in ad revenue. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so they do that shit. Um, how did we get on books? Oh, uh, fucking uh, Mark Levin's dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, he's not fun. All right, so we talked about polling. Donald Trump's very, not very popular. Nothing really else has changed. Um, can we talk about uh, Senator uh, Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. Old, AKA old Cartoon Turtle, getting snubbed? That uh, was pretty fun. Have you seen the article that came out today about why? Uh, No. I, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I saw the article. I haven't read it. Okay, so uh, for those of you who have not paid attention um, to the news, uh, Representative Cummings, Elisha Cummings, um, a goddamn civil rights hero, he marched with Martin Luther King back in the 60s, had his head split open on that bridge. I, I, I'm, I'm going to Montgomery Bridge? Yes, I think so. Okay. And, uh, like, he was there. He was there in the trenches. Um, he's been as a uh, representative for, like, 30 years. Um, he passed away suddenly. Um, his wake was his wake and funeral was on Friday. It was past Friday. Uh, the 25th, I believe. Um, a lot of the congressmen and leaders of the House and the Senate were there, of course, to show their respects and one of the pallbearers, um, a man named Bobby Rankin, uh, shook everybody's hand in the line and then looked right in Mitch, uh, Mitch McConnell's face and he had his hand out and then walked by, by him and shook the next guy's hand. Clear as day, funnier than fuck, because nobody likes Mitch McConnell. Yes. Um, if you think that was disrespectful, I would like you to uh, get a hold of um, Judge Merrick Garland and ask him how much uh, respect we should show to Mitch McConnell. And he will probably give you a swear word answer. Um, but it turns out the pallbearer was mad at him because Mitch McConnell held up veterans benefits and his brother had died of cancer this past what? October. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Right. So not only was this some of the best video we ever saw, but it was for a reason. So uh, Bobby Rankin's brother had been a Marine and had been exposed to contaminated water while he served as a Marine, and he had been and he had gotten cancer from it, and he had died um, this last October because Mitch McConnell was fucking around with veterans benefits, and so That's the guy intense. said, "Yeah." So the guy said, "It's like there, he was. Th he, it wasn't about like Mitch McConnell being a power hungry, um, heartless bastard. It was about uh, his brother." He said, uh, when I saw Mitch McConnell, all I saw was my brother's face. And That's some he heavy shit. Yeah, and then he went on to say that I couldn't do it. Uh, I could not oh, uh, pop up right in front of the part I was going to read. God damn it. Uh, I could not put my hands in a man's hands who refused to help somebody who had served his country. I couldn't do it because I was thinking about my brother. So everybody just thinks that was partisan woo fuckery. Uh, maybe, but I stand with Mr. Rankin. Uh, in saying, uh, fuck Mitch McConnell. Yeah, fuck Mitch McConnell. Yeah. You know Senator how much, like, Turtle. You know how, like, epic it would be if, to, 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 you know, to coin the phrase the kids are using these days, if he lost his seat this, uh, this next cycle? Yeah, I wonder, yeah, that would be pretty great. I think um, if, for Mitch McConnell to lose his seat in Kentucky... The the Democratic turnout would ha would have to be high enough for us to elect a king again. Yeah, like it would, 
You'd have, yeah, because I mean, it, and my understanding <laughs> is that in fucking Kentucky, people are like, yeah, that guy sucks, but I'm gonna vote for him. Like that's that exactly guy. what it's like. Yeah, I hate that guy, but he's not a Democrat. Vote for Mitch yeah, exactly. McConnell. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate him. Anyway, <laughs> vote McConnell. This asshole. guy fucking sucks, McConnell 2020. Oh, it's yeah. Well, and the problem, yeah, it's and it's one of those. It's like West Virginia. You know, we grew up in West Virginia, and for the most part, while we were there. You know, we both moved away, but the state local politics were used, were almost always Democratic in nature, but yes. they voted Republican in statewide presidential elections. Um, never really got a good handle on why that was a thing, but and the same thing, uh, the same is is not at all true in Kentucky in that like it was fucking red as red, and you know I just happened to live in Lexington, which was like one of the two blue spots. Man, I don't know, that that would if if Mitch McConnell, I would have to imagine that if Mitch McConnell lost his seat, it would be part of some greater huge unexpected shift of like holy shit the Democrats took the Senate like that kind of crazy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. would be it would I mean, although you know what, I'll be honest with you Justin, if Donald Trump wins the next election but Mitch McConnell somehow loses his seat, I'll call that at least a half win. I'll still get drunk on that. Oh yeah, I'll still get drunk on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd drink to that. I'll separate it. One night we'll party in celebration of Mitch McConnell being out of the picture, and then the next night we'll party in uh, we'll party in remembrance uh, over the ashes of our democracy. <laughs> right, right, right. We'll have a reading of the Constitution and probably get arrested for it. Yes. Um, no, yeah, I, I mean, you're already starting to see the great uh, political minds turn out the think pieces that are like, it's just a fucking equation at this point. Are the Democrats tearing themselves apart? Can they come together behind one candidate and beat Donald Trump? Reasons why the Democrats won't get it together for 2020. And then it's like... I, and, and and then, you, you saw the same articles about exactly. the GOP and 2016. Oh, yeah. Anytime there's a, this shit happens every election cycle, there's this hand-wringing... But, I mean, it's just... I think it's more pronounced now because we have so many candidates. But once it's down to a handful, like... I, yeah, the the only real thing I see is if if the nominee is Biden, then you're going to have a real hard time convincing some of those Bernie bros and Warren bros to, to vote for him because they just really don't fucking like him. But I don't know, man. I wouldn't surprise to say people are, oh, well, fuck it. I mean, it's better than Donald Trump. Let's go. But That's how we got Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So many people are like, well, I hate Hillary Clinton. This guy can't be even worse. And they were like, all right, I was wrong. I was wrong, yes. Uh, well, then again, up. this brings us back to the thing where, like, he won by a very small margin. It was less than oh, 80,000 yes. votes. So 78,000 yeah. votes spread across Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah, and, I mean, uh, yes, we can have those hypothetical conversations all the time, and we're going to. We have a podcast. We have alcohol. That's what we do. But um, what kills me is that there is an entire fucking industry of dipshits that sit in their basement. Maybe their mother's basement. Maybe their father's. I'm not going to judge. But they just churn out these think pieces that are just, excuse me, complete horseshit. And we're getting to the point now where we're getting the fun ones that are like, excuse me, goddamn. Um, can, the, can the Democrats take back the Senate? Here are five reasons why they could. And it's yeah. like, and, and reason number one is an asteroid kills all the Republicans. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. they throw some of the most absurd insane and absurd theories out there and and i mean is it technically possible that the democrats could retake the senate yes is it probable 
Absolutely not. Why? Gerrymandering. There you go. A, B, C. Fuck us. I mean, that's what it is. Even with uh, North Carolina just threw out their their um, voter map because it was it was ruled too uh, too gerrymandered. What? Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was North Carolina or South Carolina, but the la- uh, the last map was, I think it was South Carolina. The last map was thrown out because it targeted the poor and African Americans with surgical precision, and that's a quote from the fucking Supreme Court. Yeah, I like, saw that. Y'all are pricks, but uh. Yeah, no, we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get a deluge of those articles, and it just depends on like what you want. It's like choose your own adventure. Like if yeah. you're really optimistic right now, you want to uh, sit there and read about how um, Democrats are gonna take the Senate like a hundred percent. Yeah, there's an article out there that says that bullshit. It's not true. Yeah, it's well, and again, this there's so much hand wringing at this point in the election season, especially now because um, it's it's become such a spectator sport. Uh, the whole process so all these outlets yeah, feel the need industry. to yeah to produce a bunch of shit for uh um to get click click stuff which is uh the ham-fisted ass theme i've noticed in the new supergirl season is <laughs> it's so bad i love it well i haven't watched any of them it's is all it it's all oh, somebody comes in and buys the cat co and starts turning it into like a tabloid journalism so they can get clickbait because there's an upcoming election and the current president is super corrupt because Kara exposed it, but people still like him. It's very, very subtle. Why do they even have a writing staff? I don't know. I mean, it's literally just some dude. They're 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 recording CNN and then they're changing like something. Okay, that's Supergirl. That's the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. All right. So we're gonna. This guy's not Donald Trump. It's President. What's his name? All right. Uh, you know, fucking. Uh, all right, Patriot. All right, cool. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. But uh, it's she. She looks good in the new suit with the pants. All about ladies wearing pants. I know. We're we're all about empowerment here at the. We're uh, we're progressive. We're pants ladies. It's fine. We're pants ladies. It's fine. Um, But guys, don't wear kilts. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your kilt except you. And what am I? What we were? I was having a good conversation about this the other day with a buddy of mine, and he basically looked at me one day and he goes, "Shay, I think kilts are the new fedoras." And I was like, "That's amazing," because. Very most, true. Most, not all, but most people I know that wear kilts are way too proud of the fact that they're wearing a kilt. He's like, have you seen my kilt? Yeah. Lots of people wear kilts. What's your point? Well, you know, it's, it's like a skirt, but it's not because I'm cool. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just want to free ball it at a bar. <laughs> Which I understand. That's fine. That's fine. But you can do that in a lot of ways without being a douche about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I need a picture of beer. You want to take a break? Mm-hmm. All right, let me pause this guy. All right, Shay, I want to talk about you. You're the one that brought this up to me. You yep. pointed this out. Congressional thug storm closed house deposition meeting. Yes, yes, that was amazing. This is so fun. Um, so last Thursday, it'd be the uh, 24th, or 23rd, I'm sorry, uh, House Rep- Republicans stormed a closed deposition being conducted by House Democrats. Uh, they were interviewing, uh, I don't know who they interviewed. I'll have to look this up home. Um, who they were interviewing. Um, but, uh, they stormed a closed deposition and basically they, um, entered a skiff without, uh, without proper credentials, without proper authorization. Uh, they took in their, um, cell phones, which was a big, big no-no. Uh, a skiff, for those of you that aren't paying attention, is a, uh, um, secure, um, 
sensitive uh, something information facility. The hell, I'm I'm blanking on the C here. I think it's sensitive classified uh, information facility. But uh, so basically, it's a secure room where you can go have a meeting. You know, you're not being bugged. Nobody's listening. Um, there's several of them throughout the White House and, and the Congress because of the technical age we live in. You are absolutely not supposed to bring a cell phone in here. It defeats the entire purpose. Um, so they brought their um, cell phones and shit into the uh, skiff for fuck's sake. Um, I'd like to point out before we go any further, these are the Republicans that were so worried about Hillary Clinton's email server that may or may not have violated some kind of security protocol. Yep. And uh, one dickhead, a representative Alex Mooney of West Virginia... Hey, throw back to the Mountain State. Uh, posted a video to Twitter from the fucking skiff. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, what these guys, I mean, so the thing you're going to hear, excuse me, if, or anyone, I mean, realistically, if anybody cares about the news, they've listened to real news and before they listen to this podcast. So they already know I, what we're going to say. I but fucking hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, this, you know, this, this is, this goes back to like John Stewart complaining about how the show before his was puppets making crank phone calls, but it wasn't a real <laughs> the, new show. Yeah. Uh, the but lead anyway, into my show is puppets so, making crank phone calls. You don't get your news from me. Yeah. Um, but no, he, uh, uh, but the thing is, is like, all right, first of all, the, the spin on from these dipshits is that, you know, it's a closed door hearing. Uh, it, it's not it's not legal, which isn't true. They're following the rules that the that John Boehner signed into law in 2015. Uh, but uh, and, but the thing is that the Republicans are being blocked out of it. There's like 48 Republicans in that room. There's three committees, and each committee is almost a 50-50 balance of Republicans and Democrats. It's like there's like 49 Democrats, like 47 Republicans. It's something close like that. They're within right. like five. And then some of the people in this group actually had permission to go in there. Um, yes. The guys that were not in there just weren't on the right committees. And I, I am of the opinion that what these guys were hoping for was that they would get a really awesome picture of them being arrested and oh, hauled yes. out Absolutely. so that they could then throw that and use it in the campaign. Look, the fascist Democrats are arresting the Republicans. Antifa. But, uh, Antifa. But, um, but uh, fun fact, uh, there's a, a group of – uh, boomers, you'll find these guys, old people on Facebook, think Antifa means anti-First Amendment. Look into that. It's very Oh, funny. yes. No, no, no. That's a thing. Yeah. That's but, uh, a thing. And, I, I've but had that conversation where I, where people are like, um, they're like, yeah, Antifa is ruining America. Um, they're allowed to have rallies whenever. I was like, when was the first time Antifa has ever had a rally? It's like, Google it. Look it up. It's like, yeah. they are anti-fascist. Whenever the people that you're supporting, like the Proud Boys, hold a rally, Antifa shows up and says, listen, motherfuckers, you want to spout your racist bullshit? You're not doing it in the center of my town. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, it's 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 all a publicity stunt. Um, you know, the the Democrats have fought. They're they. In, in fact, it's hysterical. They're following the letter of the law on this shit so so closely. I mean, did you see today where? Because the basically, my understanding is because the White House is refusing to cooperate because the House hasn't had a vote, they're going to have a vote. Like yeah. They're, they're, yeah, it's not it's not an official impeachment vote, but it's like to set up an official agenda or whatever for impeachment. Exactly. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like all hands on deck here. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, no, that that shit was hysterical, and that's all they wanted. They just wanted to get some sweet pictures of them getting arrested or footage, and and then they all just look like assholes because rightly so. Um, Adam, is it Adam Schiff that would have been in charge of taking like yeah going after them if he was going to push it. The, the, the statement I heard was like, this is ridiculous enough. We're just going to drop it. Like, we're going to have public hearings eventually, and then they're all going to look like idiots when we do. So it's fine. 
Well, and that's that's kind of the point. So, first of all, it's a secure compartmental. Now, if you and I walked in there with our cell phones, we'd be thrown in the clink so fast we wouldn't know what happened. Our teeth would would clack. We'd get yanked out of there so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little, it's uh, a little harder to arrest a congressman, I assume. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, exactly. Well, okay. So, okay, let's back up and, and hit on some points that you've already made. But first of all, it's secure car, uh, compartmentalized information uh, facility. That's what skips. There it for. is. There you go. Um, this is our crack research team, folks. Exactly. I have the internet. Um, what Shay said was exactly right. 13 of the 41 um, uh, D-backs that did this little stunt, which uh, I'm looking at a picture, and they are all white men. Um, uh, 13 of the 41 uh, people had access to these hearings. They just weren't in them. They stood outside and squawked, I'm not allowed in there. But they're allowed. But you're allowed in there. Um, Matt Gates did this like a week ago, really trying to like fuck things up. Like He walked in... And was like, hey, I want to sit in this committee. They're like, you're not on the committee. Get the fuck out. And he was like, well, this is this is this is an outrage. And I eh, yeah, say it. Walking. OK, but get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Say it. Walking. Um, you uh, brought up the fact that these are the rules that. Uh, um, oh, shit. Uh, Boehner. You just said it. This, yeah. John Boehner did this. This is exactly how the Republicans ran the investigation into Benghazi. Exactly. So, there are a lot know. of videos of uh, videos and interviews. Um of Trey Gowdy, that poor man who is slowly melting in front of all of our eyes. Um, his hair is so bad. That's ad hominem and I don't give a shit. Um, but Trey Gowdy, um, not only was he the person who investigated Hillary Clinton for, I don't know, four years without, with no fucking results whatsoever. Um, you know, I love it when, uh, when, um, fucking uh, Matt Gates and everybody's like, we need to investigate the investigators. Like then put Trey Gowdy fucking front and center because we need to investigate what he spent all his money on. And not only was he, you know, the person that led that in, in the Congress before he resigned, because he was a broken little man. Um, he was also a media whore. So he was on every show, every 15 fucking minutes, talking about how Hillary Clinton needed to be in jail. So there are countless minutes and hours of him sitting there talking about the reason we're doing these Benghazi um, depositions and these closed hearings so that, you know, and he's like, you know, a lot of it, we want to make sure that this, this, this witness doesn't hear what this witness is saying. So there's not cross-contamination of evidence, blah, 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 you know, um, fun fact. That's say, just how a criminal investigation works. Exactly. Uh, fun fact. Uh, did you know that Trey Gowdy was, has been on that show, um, snapped that's on like, uh, I think it's A&E, like I think a half a dozen times. Really? Yeah, when he was a um, local county prosecutor, and I'm gonna say Georgia, we could Google that. I don't care, but whatever whatever legal career he had before he ran for Congress, that show Snap that's on Oxygen and a, I think it's A and E here where I live, but like you know where a woman gets fed up and poisons the shit out of her husband. Oh for, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Was he one? Okay, that's yeah. Fun. The the woman gets fed up, poisons her husband's her husband with antifreeze for the uh, insurance money, which totals $13,000. Like the, the sums are always the stupidest sums. Like yeah. I'm going to kill three people for $8,000. <laughs> um, but uh, he has been on that multiple times. And it's always funnier than fuck to be like making a drink at one in the morning, turn on TV, just, just for some noise while I, you know, make my cocktail and look up and it's Trey Gowdy's ass from 1998 talking about some weird fucking murder in Georgia. 
<laughs> he's just being interviewed by the like, yeah, I mean, we finally caught her, and it was that breaking the case. It's like it's so fucking surreal so to weird. then see him be the the Benghazi prosecutor. So that aside, I guess to the side, you can look that shit up. He says it. You know, there, there's hours of him saying that on camera. Um, and Chase exactly right. They wanted to get arrested. Like they went in, they stood there looking awkward for a while, and then finally ordered pizza because they all got hungry. Yes. Like yes, that's I how that's about the pizza. That's that's how that's how epic this was. That's how gripping their 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 you know they were taking this back for the American people that have been shut out of this process. And we've talked about this before. If the Department of Justice had investigated these things like it should have, instead of saying, that's not a problem, moving on, then those investigations would have been done behind the scenes by the DOJ. And since it, since uh, Robert, uh, Robert Barr did not take those up, like when they were presented to him, there were criminal um, referrals presented to the Department of Justice about these Ukraine calls and this, this woofuckery. They said they looked at it, didn't see anything. So they just said, fuck it, we're not doing it. And so now Adam Schiff is saying, okay, we'll do it. And like the DOJ would have done, they're going to do it behind the scenes until they're ready to present and do it publicly. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not, nobody is fucking shredding the Constitution. Calm the fuck down. Well, you know, it's the equivalent to, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't interview uh, you, if you had two people that were involved in the same crime, you're not going to fucking interview one of them in your interrogation room and let the other one watch on TV exactly. so he can fucking coordinate his story. That's all it is. It's the equivalent of just – it's just, you see the shit – boomers, you see the shit all the time on Law & Order. It's where they separate the witnesses and they talk to them in the separate rooms. That's all they're doing. That's see, it. Exactly. And honestly, Shay, this, this – you know, going That's back to – That's legal. Going, going back to Donald Trump's press conference – when I went from upstairs to downstairs, when I turned on the TV, uh, uh, NCIS Miami was on. And I watched that for like 40 seconds before I turned it to the press conference. Then I listened to Donald Trump talk. There was virtually no difference between the stupidity of the dialogue of NCIS Miami and the sitting president. So I don't know whether we're going to call this this episode. We have a, the uh, NCIS Miami of presidents or... No, sir. They were saying boo urns. Yes. Yeah. So, boo so earns. those are your options you have right now. But like, this is not. This is not some. This is this is not fucking law and order. This does not even reach law and order bullshit. This is so simple. Yep. This is so no, simple. And, and it's and I mean realistically, um, everything I I mean I, I don't know enough about it to pretend I'm like a pundit or whatever. But everybody, everything I read and people talk are like, well, yeah, but if if this stuff goes public, then if the testimony is as good or better than what we've seen so far, then all it is is the same damning information in public and they have no argument against it. Of it. Like well, now, now the thing they can say is like, well, it's all in secret. What do we know? This isn't fair. Once it's out in the open and it's still shady, then what do you say? It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Right. And like, you well, said, he'll, this, he, yeah, he'll get this, a piece in the house and then he won't in the Senate and then we'll move on to the next election and hopefully he'll lose. Well, actually uh, what the funny thing is, is like, apparently they're planning on having the, how do I want to say this? Mitch McConnell told the Senate Republicans to be prepared for a Senate hearing through Thanksgiving and they would work six days a week. And of course, they all complained about that. Um, I would love to break every one of their big toes with a hammer. Yeah. Because um, you work, I think I think the last time I checked, it was like 118 days of the year. So um, you can eat the poop. You can eat all the poop. Um, but uh, that's not going to happen. So the any Senate hearing is probably going to be in the next year. 
So we're going to be literally into an election year where Donald Trump has to sit in the Senate and like, and uh, be a uh, cross-examinant, you know, have to testify. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. Well, well that, that will be amazing, but you know, it'll be even more amazing when he declines to do it because they know they can't put his fucking ass on the stand because he'll perjure the shit out of himself. Yeah. Well, it's a perjury trap. It's a perjury trap. Well, you can yeah. just tell the truth. No, that's a perjury trap. That's a perjury trap. <laughs> yeah. Like what? No, like. Well, they're just going to get me when I said it was a Tuesday when it was really a Wednesday. Like, you could say, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. See? Perjury trap avoided. Just don't lie. Yeah. And Shay, yeah, how, how many law degrees do we have between us? Not a one. Not a one. And we figured this shit out. This is the sitting yep. pu- sitting president of the United States. It's uh, fucking amazing. But like you said, Shay, they just wanted to get arrested. What they needed to do was just change the channel from what I like to call moron contra. Yeah. I, man, I really wonder, man, I can't, I just, I can't imagine him testifying on the stand. He, I feel like he would lose his shit. You, honestly, Shay, do you, have you looked at his uh, previous depositions? Like there are, there are several of them out there on YouTube. Uh, when he has been deposed for the, um, I think there was something with one of his casinos. And then of course the uh, Trump university. Which, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. With Trump university, he was deposed and. Um, he is very caged and careful when he knows the things he will say is are liable for not only money, but maybe criminal repercussions. Um, the way you can look at this is he's the exact opposite of Alex Jones. Yeah. Huh? He's very careful when he knows his shit is real. Um, he's done things like, uh, during, I think during the, uh, um, Trump university, deposition he said outright like listen my net worth is whatever i feel like it is that day like i change that number whenever i feel like it it's not a real number like he just admits shit like that because he knows that he, this is like this is this is big boy time yeah like, this is, okay this is, that'll be interesting this is not rally time so if he's actually testifies which i doubt he would ever do um you know it's I don't know. I, I, i'm with you it would be amazing if he testified because like we saw like what was that the press conference last time where the the um, reporter tried to ask him a question. He said, "No, ask him a question. Are you talking to me? Talking to me? Like it would be so easy to get him into that mindset, especially if he has an audience that he feels like he has to perform for." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It it'd be amazing. I, I don't I don't know. I don't see it happening either. But it's I mean for fuck's sake, it's so amazing. I mean, God, do you remember Barack Obama's impeachment? It was it was. It was gripping. <laughs> oh, wait. We yeah. didn't do that. Because no, you guys didn't, didn't have shit on him. That's true. I always love these people. Like, you know what we should do? We should go back and investigate Obama. Like, all right, fine. Fucking, let's do it. Let's start. Like, I mean, you guys had eight years to, like, all you did was bitch. You, all you did was bitch. You kept saying how unconstitutional every fucking thing Barack Obama did or said was what was. But you never fucking nutted up and did something about it. You're like, no, I'm just going to sit here on Twitter and bitch about it. Like, no, it's because you know you were full of shit. Yup. Speaking of full of shit, um, I don't want to read uh, Suzanne Rice's whole whole book. Um, I don't even know the title. But she recently called uh, Lindsey Graham a piece of shit for his Benghazi bullshit. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. So I listened to I listened to that uh, interview on Pod Save America and or I'm sorry Pod Save the World and I, I don't particularly want to read her whole book but I bet you that part about Benghazi would be fascinating because they were talking about how frustrating it was to be have to deal with Benghazi and know that certain House and Senate members that were on certain committees knew the actual 
legit details of what went down and kind of like how it shaped up and you know know, after the fact of course like right after the attack everybody was like trying to figure out what the fuck happened like months later when we knew you know at least they knew a b and c d they how frustrated they were to listen to the um house and senate members that were sitting on these committees just make up whole whole just complete lies to like fundraise and attack obama on it and like how how frustrating that was i was like i can't imagine that like you know I mean, I've been in a situation where I've, I've heard people tell a story about a thing that happened that I was at to me that was not true. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was there for that, dude. That never yeah. happened. They got a couple of drinks in them. They started telling me a story about a thing I was at. And I was like, what? Like, it has to be that frustrating. But sober. Oh, man, that was the worst. I mean, I could, I could understand it if you had some drinks. Like, fuck. Yeah. All right, so fun stuff. Uh, first thing, just a little little tidbit. I finished the strain finally. It's fun. Is, Did is it ha- does it does it have an ending at all? Yeah, or is it yeah, and, and and from what you explained to me from the books, it's it, it ends pretty much the same way. Excuse me, the Strigoi. Yeah. Okay, the vampires take over most of the world, round up the humans, start using them as cattle. They eventually uh attack the uh, the master and blow him up with a nuclear bomb so the rest of the vampires kind of get dumb again uh, so if you guys haven't watched the strains it's a lot of fun it takes the vampire myth and actually tries to pin a bi- biological reason to every part of the vampire lore uh, it's a worm infection that's passed from person to person uh, the the comics are good too yeah, oh yeah, it's it's all fun. It's uh, uh oh god, I'm gonna say it wrong. It's not Benicio del Toro. It's uh, Guillermo. Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Benicio del Toro is the actor. Guillermo is the director. Thank you. Um, so if you liked Hellboy or Pan's Labyrinth or any of that shit, read the books, pick up the comics, watch the show. It's fun as shit. Um. Okay, real talk. Terminator, Dark Fate. I got a robot boner for this. It looks all right. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get too pumped because I mean, I mean, the last one that came out was real bad. Genesis was poopy butts. And, uh, although I, I, it's poopy butts, dude, but I stand by the fact that if they hadn't have revealed the twist that John Connor had been turned into a Terminator in the trailer, it would have been at least enjoyable, but that was, that was the, literally the whole point of the movie. And they put it in the trailer. The director was even pissed off about it. He's like, yeah, I'd be fucking kidding me guys. Um, but uh, and I, you know I, I didn't mind it, um, but uh, I, I was it annoyed by I was annoyed by okay. Of course we've talked about this before. The Terminator Terminator franchise is a great canvas for whatever the fuck you want to do because yeah. when you're dealing with when you, whenever you're dealing with time travel, you just got to go back thirty more seconds and you can fix it or reset it or fuck the fuck ever, right? Yeah, it's it gets silly, but you know they're all the, the like the quality of the movies is one thing. They're the really the only good ones are the first two, and then after that they're just a lot of fun. Um, right. Well, I, uh, uh, Genesis was at that time where everything had to be nanoparticles and nanobots, yes, and yes. that annoyed the fuck out of me. I hate that shit. The Transformers did that too. Everything does right. that. Um, even Thor did that with the ether or whatever. It was like a thingy that floated around. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, uh, so, uh, the new one looks solid. I like that Lyndall Hamilton's back. I like that uh, Arnie's back. I like that it's James Cameron's not directing it. He's producing, which means fuck all, really. But um, – Means he uh, showed up the... on Tuesday, had a sandwich, said, "Ah, oh, this looks good." Yeah, I think it's the Deadpool guys. 
Yeah, de uh, right. Deadpool, Deadpool director. Right. Yeah, so I'll see. I like the idea of the liquid skeleton pulling off of the end, like the metal endoskeleton. It, it seems just like a natural progression. Exactly. But I, I hope there's some neatness in there with like, yo, when they're separated, they're one of them's dumber, way, or one of them's dumber, or something like that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't yeah. know. It, it looks neat. I, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Or you know, maybe maybe it's one of these things where like the endoskeleton's just controlling the exo. I don't know. Whatever. But I'll see. I'll see it. It's what November first. That's this Friday. Yeah, that's this weekend. Um, hey, that's badass. I have a party to go to on Thursday night and Friday night. So I took Friday off just to have three days of debauchery. And uh, it looks like I'm going to go see Terminator Dark Fate on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I am really, really into this. Um, Terminator 2. Okay, so this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This um, pretends which, like all the other ones never happened, right? Exactly. It pretends okay. like... And, and you can do that when it's time travel. Kind That's of, fine. You know, reset shit. Yeah, fine. I mean, Especially I, if, you, if you take the idea of like every time you go back in time, it just the original timeline exists and you create a new timeline exactly. that's different. So you can fine. have an infinite number of shit. Like, like that's, that's fucking when Professor Hulk explains that in Endgame. It's amazing. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then he takes selfie with his little kids. It's great. Um, but uh, no, like, like this is direct. Like I said, it's direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day was basically my Jaws. Like that came out when I was like 10 or 11. And it was the blockbuster of like my adolescence. And I yeah. probably saw I probably saw that thirteen times in a the theater. I mean, that's all we did. Like Joey Adams lived around the corner. Whenever he was around, we just like we'd hit up either his parents or my parents, or our parents. Uh, we have the same parents. I'm not I'm that's not true. trying to throw some shade there. Um, no matter what Dad tells us, um, but um, it was just like, uh, all right, when's the next showing of Terminator Two? And we just go see it, like just over and over and over. It was it's amazing. Um, I love I love going back and watching that because there's just like there is a lot of cool CG stuff in there with the T1000, but everything else is practical. Like that whole oh, yeah. canal chase scene is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how in the hell, like the whole where he swings the motorcycle around. Yeah. The semi, like it's just oh shit. No, it, uh, the rest of it's practical. It's amazing. Um, it's of course the best of the series. Um. I'm so into it. Like I was, I showed Rachel the preview, and she's like, "Oh man, I got. I, I, it's been so long since I've seen the first two. I was like, "Well, guess what we're doing this week?" Yeah. And uh, watching those, um, and it, it, in, it includes all the best parts of, of the ones that we love. Like you got, um, like okay, so you got the T8, you got the endoskeleton T800. Now, I'm sure they're gonna call it something else. It's probably the oh, T900 yeah. or something like that. Um, and then you got the liquid metal from T2. And we saw the combination of them before in T3, which is a very bad movie. But um, you saw the, the, the combination of them, an endoskeleton that's that's encased in that liquid metal so yeah. it can change its appearance. But it wasn't able to separate itself, so that's cool. You know, that's an evolution. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you got, so you got uh, Linda Hamilton coming back. You got Arnold coming back. Um, I have heard that um, the original John Connor, what the fuck is his name? I don't remember, but he's involved somehow. He, he is supposed to be in the movie. He was originally supposed to be in the movie um, and could he not. He hit it real hard with, like, heroin or something, right? Yeah. He some he sort was, of, I don't know. Was, uh, I, don't, I just know there was, like, an issue, and he was, like, not well. He did uh, a lot of heroin, and he did a lot of, like, smaller roles. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. That movie is so 90s, and it has one of my Edward favorite. Edward Furlong. 
That's there it. There we go. I, I yeah. still think my favorite scene in just about any science fiction movie is when they're in the Data Dying guy's house and you just go show him and he cuts his skin off oh, his arm. Yeah. And his arm he's like, click, 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 click. And the guy's face goes from horrified to holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. God, I love that movie. And, and in Terminator Genesis, they know that the um, AT-1000 is coming for them. So they set up a basically an acid room to dissolve it. And um, it you know they shoot all these these barrels of acid above them but sarah connor is it's still coming for sarah connor and the t, you know arnold schwarzenegger's original t800 no i'm sorry it was a different one that was sent back to protect her in a different you know schism of time what the fuck ever like it's going after her and he gets between her and it and he grabs it by its throat and holds it into the acid bath and while it's dissolving that it dissolves all the skin off of his forearm much in the same way that the t2 happened. yeah and he, and but that's the reason he can't go back in time. He's like, well, it's going to take me a couple of years to grow this back. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and when he peels that arm off, he's like, oh, it'll grow back. Don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. It's amazing. Like those movies are. I don't know. It, it 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 they have a special place in my heart because of when they came out and how awesome they were. Because I mean, I remember watching Terminator One on uh, somebody's uh, parents' uh, HBO uh, tape. They taped it off HBO, like. That's how well, I, I mean. I have it. a distinct memory of you coming home the day uh, Terminator Two came out on VHS, and you just sat me down like we're watching this because I don't think I was able to see it in theaters. I would have been too young. Yeah, I was like, yeah. If you have nightmares, that's your problem. Watch this. This is awesome. Yeah, that was basically it. When did that come out? What year was, was that? that? Do you know? That's like ninety-two. Yeah, it looks like ninety-one. I would have been six. Yeah, that sounds about me. You know? That sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here, watch this. Because I, yeah. I was like six or seven the first time I saw it. And I was like, ah! I remember the scene where she gets nuked and turns to a skeleton on the fence. Freaked me out real bad. I freaked everybody out a little bit. No. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, it reminds me that uh, when Rachel has uh, is off work tomorrow night, we need to watch uh, Terminator. But um, uh, also, okay, next big uh, blockbuster, Rise of Skywalker. I'm I'm actually getting kind of pumped. It's more Star Wars, man. Like I yeah. had this I had this conversation with a friend of mine, like I think last week, where um, a friend of mine walked up to me at the bar and he's like, "Man, did you see it?" And I was like, "See what?" Like context, bro. And aliens, like, man. And I was like, "Well, it fucking was it was aliens." No, he was like, "The new Star Wars trailer." I was like, "Oh no, I kind of forgot about that." And this is a friend of mine who's like obsessed with Star Wars, so he, you could see his eyes cross and steam come out of his ears when he said. But honestly, like. Star Wars is no longer an event for me anymore because I know there's going to be one every year. It's been, um, I honestly forgot about it. And We're I only, now. yeah, well, exactly. And I'm not saying I'm not going to see it or I'm not excited, but it's just this realization I had that like Star Wars for me has lost a little bit of its luster because I know for a fact there's going to be, or at least for the last few years, there's been one or two a year. Um, it's kind of turned into a, you know, the type like I, I'm up until end game. I, you know, toward the end, you don't get super excited for those cause you know, it's going to happen. But then you see Endgame and it's amazing. But uh, but no, I, it looks cool. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm assume, I love the the idea that they're tying it back into Return of the Jedi. And I'm assume, they, I saw I think I saw the ruins of the old Death Star and the Emperor's Throne Room in the exactly. trailer. And then like, and then I'm assuming Emperor Palpatine's in there somehow. His head's in a jar or some shit. But I mean, in the extended universe, you talk, I think it was the it was either the books or the comics. You find out that the Emperor that vader killed was a clone and the real one there's like all it's it's a whole fucking mess at one point none, none of that shit counts anymore disney said the the extended universe isn't canon anymore but there is like a whole series of books where you find out i think it's books where you find out the emperor 
was a clone and he has multiple clones and then they're like trying to fight their way to find the actual guy to kill him and it's a fucking thing <laughs> and, when, and when they yeah and when they saw the darth maul in half he survived just by sheer hate yes and, uh, yes yeah by, and, uh, just by sheer hate and and the and the forces of the dark side he gets a uh a like robot a spider body bottom. on his bottom yeah and then eventually yeah. he like at first, it, this, there's like a cartoon where they do that too, where he's feral for a while, and then like he gets his legs back or something, and he's actually a really cool villain. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's I, I'm I'm excited for it. It's not like I'm not gonna go see it. It's it's fucking Star Wars, but like I am one of those people who poo pooed on the last one really hard. The last one I really didn't like that much. So, but this is J.J. Abrams again, who I am for whatever reason just fucking love everything that guy does. So, uh, I I like I like the last one. I thought there were so there were. There were some real hard missteps on the last one, mainly the uh, you know spoiler alert you know the part where Luke Skywalker just kind of vanishes into thin air for so no dumb. explainable reasonable no like, explainable reason. Like okay, so here's the, the, that would like I uh, workshop it boom. So instead of having instead of having that lady the new interesting character die sending the star destroyer like you know light speeding through it, you have Leia. Oh, that was oh, for for that was back cool. up. That's, Can we back yeah. up how awesome that was? So you had this, uh, you had sweet. a, had a very tall, I can't remember the actress's name. I don't think I've ever known her name. She, uh, it was, uh, um, the female, uh, scientist from, uh, Jurassic Park. That's who that was. Uh, I don't believe that was her. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, yeah, yeah you, you mean Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Was it Laura Dern? No, that was, that wasn't yeah. fucking. Shot bet. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, like so, she's the uh, she's the new admiral of the uh, admiral of the Re- resistance, and uh, you know they spend this entire long sequence of just staying out of range of the um, uh, the uh, chasing. It's not a star shore; it's like something bigger than that. It's uh, whatever Snoke's ship is called. I- I'd have to look that up, but um, you know they're just staying just staying out of range of their cannons. But then as the you know as they um, run out of fuel, the transports fall back and get exploded so they come up with an idea they're just gonna you know jet out of there and she turns the ship around and light speeds into a, a star destroyer which i knew was a possibility that's why i always worry about those calculations but i finally got to fucking see it and i was rock hard in that in that theater. yeah it, it always makes you wonder why they don't just have a bunch of ships they they remote fly into them i was like hey that's a pretty good way to do it that's sweet um but uh, yeah, that's a fun. I mean, I don't know. That's just there's there's. I could see all these different ways you could have written that movie to be better. But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Don't get me wrong. It's enjoyable by the sheer definition of the fact that it's fucking Star Wars. Like I'm gonna there's like lightsabers. it. There's lightsabers. There's lightsabers, and I'm gonna like it. But I was really butthurt. Like I didn't get any of Snoke's backstory. It was really. I don't know. I just. I mean, unless they. That in the comics, apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, and then maybe this will be one of those things where the, the next movie explains some shit I'm grumpy about, and then once all three movies are out, it makes the middle one better, but I doubt it. I am always impressed, and the reason that these are always fun for me is because, much like in the Marvel Universe, like you just said, they have just embraced the scale of what makes them so awe-inspiring. Yeah. Like, one of the, one of the scenes that I loved so much in, like, you know in the original Star Wars that made it so great was the scale of, you know, the Rebel Armada just zipping out of light space. And it's like yep. hundreds and hundreds of ships just like piling up on each other. Cause that's <laughs> right. Right. That, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah so where, where there's, there's a point B and they're coming from a point, you know, a, 
and they all just fucking zip in into this formation, and they're just there. They just become this heavy cloud of ships, and then, of course, the Empire has their heavy cloud of ships that started waiting there, and then they just go at each other. That sheer scale is always... It's always fun. It's always entertaining. It's always fun to look at. Um, of course, in um, Rogue One, I love the shit out of that. I mean... Yeah, that's solid. That was solid. The hammer, the hammer Corvette that just fucking nails the side of that guy, the of the one Death Star, and pushes it down into the into the portal. Yep. I, I've watched that one scene. I don't know thirty times. And in this new one with Rise of Skywalker, there's that scale that's there. There's the the big open shots of the ruins of a star destroyer and like it's that scale i think that keeps people coming back and it 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 inspires the awe and mysticism that you want with that jedi kind of lore yeah yeah it it plays into that and it's just like well boom yeah it's it's every little kid and all of us is like fuck yeah yeah, it's like when, uh, what is it, is it Guardians 2 where they go to nowhere and it's built inside the skull of a Celestial, so that all shit is so all I, badass. All I did that, that night was, like, fucking Google shit about the Celestials. And, yep. And, like, like what scale they were and why is there somebody flying in their eyeball? Like, that's amazing. Do there. that shit. Yeah. That's why, that's why, okay. Is Galactus considered a Celestial? No. He's, no, he's, he's just, a different thing. Yeah, alright, anyway. He's some primordial force, yeah. um, which you know. Quick aside, while we should really do a fucking uh, you know, um, Transformers with a uh, Unicron, like That'd we really be sweet. need to do that. Yeah, we really do that. The, do the whole shebang. Man, I need to get that Blu-ray. That's a solid movie. What's that? The Transformers '85, the the animated yeah, one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't own it. I'll have a DVD copy that it was been since been lost, but no, that's solid. All right, Shay. Anything else you want to say? Um, get off your chest. Uh, Last of Us Part Two was delayed from February of next year to May. I am personally going to burn uh, Naughty uh-huh. Dog Studios to the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I, I I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm currently like my my big game on the horizon is the new Mech Warrior. Uh, I believe it's five mercenaries. Yeah, that's a bit off though. And is that yeah, that's not this year. Yeah, that was delayed year. until uh, December, and I no. believe it was delayed until next year. Uh, the um, specs of my PC are right below what is recommended, so I need to pick and choose what I need to uh, upgrade. I'm not looking to throw like. Five hundred dollars into this old computer to play Mech Warrior, but I'll throw two hundred in it. Yeah, <laughs> you might, you might. You know, new GPU is usually the best thing you can do. Yeah, that's what, I, I know I got to do that, but I think I think if I could tweak some some other things, it'll be better. But yep. yeah, it's uh, some uh, weird shit going on. I, I love how everybody's like trying to uh, trying to like bust on Blizzard and all these. Uh, Pro gaming people are like you know because Blizzard's so pro China because they make all their money there. Yeah, he's like we should we should boycott Blizzard. I'm like you motherfuckers are gonna play Diablo four the minute it comes out. Shut the fuck up. Oh man, speaking of China, you need to watch the season of South Park. It is on point. It's pretty I, fun. I saw that. Yeah, it was good. 
Rand, Randy goes to China because he thinks he's the first one to think of getting investment from China. It's just hysterical. Let's just go through Chinese customs with like 50 pounds of weed. <laughs> so good. Chong Chao, diggerty weed. It's marijuana. It's marijuana. All right, so let's wrap this up. Shay's got to uh, drink more hot Russians. Yep. I'm going to go downstairs and figure out if I'm going to play video games or I'm just... I'm uh... going to play Hunt Showdown with a friend of mine, so... Yeah. I'm trying to work my... I'm trying to finish up uh, Titanfall 2. It's just, I never uh... did finish the campaign in that. I heard it's real fucking good. On my short list, I got to finish Red Dead. I got to finish my replay of Last of Us and fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. And, you know, I just it, it's, it's hard to be me. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes I like to tell people I just need to get mono. Yeah, honestly, all the games I want have all been pushed back to next year. Like, everything I really want is fucking next year. Cyberpunk, uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, Wait, Cyberpunk well, got pushed back? So, so, well, no, Cyberpunk is never never coming out this year. It's April 2020. That, oh, okay. Yeah, but that's what I just mean. It's next year. Uh, the only one I think is Outer Worlds looks really dope. Um, it is... Look that into this. good. It is fall. The best description I've seen is it is Fallout New Vegas had a baby with Futurama. It plays exactly like Fallout, but it's got a very uh, futuristic space setting and very similar sense of humor to Futurama. So uh, I'm going to check that shit out. Was that Outer Worlds, you said? Outer Worlds, yeah. Hmm, it's from cool. the team that made Fallout New Vegas. Oh, cool. And the guys yeah. that made the original first two Fallout. So it's solid. That's cool. All right, well. Let's wrap this up. Um, like uh, we say every time, we hope you enjoy this podcast. We enjoy the shit out of doing. It's a reason for me to talk to my little brother. And uh, he's not wearing a tank top tonight, so it's no gun show. No gun show. It's too cold out. It's like it's supposed to get down to 10 degrees a day, and I'm going to get 10 inches of snow tomorrow. No guns. Ooh, it's like 50 here. Uh, yeah, well, go fuck yourself. This is <laughs> this is actually the coldest and most snow Colorado's gotten in October, or this specific spot in like 10 years, so it's all the weather nerds are freaking out about it. This, this is so cold, man. Well, because global warming's so yeah, a sweet. Yeah, well, no, it's snowing here. Global warming's a Chinese hoax, Justin. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, hit us up if you want to uh, ask us a question or a comment or give us, uh, just give a shit. You can hit us up at Twitter. It's at Woodscast1776. And Facebook's also at Woodscast1776. Shit, I can't say that. And uh, hit us up. Send us an email. If you got a comment, something we feel we should talk about, want to come on the show, you got something, got something grinding your gears, give us a shout. We'll have you on. Uh, we will uh, cut you off if you are super racist. Uh, if you are Ben Ferguson, you have to have a to uh, topic to talk about ahead of time. Because we don't need to talk to dr drunk Ben Ferguson again. Unless he has something to talk about. That was a shit show. I know you're listening, Ben. So, that's just a heads up. Shut up, uh, Dave. I, yeah, well, actually, we also need to have Dave back on. No, your other friend, <laughs> Your other friend was like, there was too much Dave. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> or that's or right. we could have your other friend on. I don't care. Nah. We're open. But hit us up at the Woodscast 17 1776 at gmail.com because we are on all the platforms that Alex Jones is not. You should be able to find our podcast on all your, all your podcast applications. SoundCloud, what's it, Google Play, Apple iTunes, all that horror shit. Um, yeah, like, it's really easy not to get kicked off of this shit. I don't know what Alex Jones' problem is. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Toodles, people.
And as always, Hydra says, seize the means of production. I'm